Yes, you know what time it is. It's time for another episode of the 3 in 1 Podcast. Joining us from Cleveland, Ohio, Mr. Pivot himself. Give it up for Ian Lamont Morgan. Yes, yes, y'all. You don't stop. What's going on? <laughs> Let me get it right. International, Ian. Put that on there. And joining us in Columbus, Ohio, by way of Cincinnati, but he's still rooting for at least a couple of the home teams. Give it up for Keith Turner, Jr., Hey, what's up, y'all? Uh, being at the third spot right now feels really good. Uh, it's all good. What's up, everybody? And here in the capital city, it's your boy. Several places, but currently residing in Columbus, Ohio. Um, they call him the Black Lewis Riddick. It's Malcolm oh, God. Morgan. That's right. Are you, about to go, are you about to go be the GM for the, for the Lions? Is that what that is? We're about to, we're about to see if, if, if this is just the Rooney rule um, the Rooney rule at work or are we actually gonna hire this man we'll find out soon. <laughs> so how y'all doing we're good we excellent are brothers that was it right. I, I I got right. that to, I'm just feeling excellent you know <laughs> hey, things here, could uh, be things could always be worse and you know of course things could be better but. Uh, you know, hey, we keep trucking along. Okay, that's it. I'm I feeling caffeinated, vaccinated. You know, just uh, oh, oh, caffeinated. Whoa, oh, you got that vaccine? Nah, vaccine. Not vaccinated. Are y'all going right. to rush out to get that? No, sir. No, not going to no, rush. Sir. Actually, actually, I have a friend of mine who was part of the trial for one of the vac- for one of the vaccines. Oh, okay. oh God, is he still alive? Uh, and he's 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 apparently okay. Praise him. I mean, he, <laughs> Listen, he was. He was a little nuts before, so I don't know. We wouldn't know for quite some time if this is the way the walk of dead starts, but I mean, really, I'm not even in, remotely interested. Not one percent. Not yet. Not yet. I, I, Josiah, my son keeps asking me about getting the PlayStation Five, and I keep telling him I'm not buying any new game system in the first six months. You got to let the beta mm. period pass. I'm I'm good on. It. I don't. Oh wow! I don't think, you're, you're. Whoa! I don't think your son cares about the beta. He just wants. He just wants it. Yeah, that's it. That's I don't think it. He cares, he about cares that beta not. Stuff. Well, that's why he has a bedtime, and I don't. Daddy flex. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Meanwhile, All right. my daughter's sleeping right now. <laughs> oh my gosh! Poor Avon. But she's almost walking. She's like. Or is she walking? I know she's almost. And she is. She is pretty much walking. You know. Wow. She's still got a little fear, but you know, she's working on it, y'all. Get ready. Get ready. Yeah, lives change forever when they start walking. It's hard to tell them no when they can walk up to your bed. <laughs> yep, right. Pretty right. much. Start, you go start feeling that. <laughs> We're busy. Daddy. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, so let's get started. We got a lot to talk about today. We got NFL news. We've got conference championship week. NBA starts next week. We got so much to talk about. So let's start off with some NFL action. And we're going to need you on this one. See how you're feeling after this oh tough, boy. Oh boy. tough loss. Honestly, this is probably, I mean, save for the first Seattle-Arizona game and the arizona uh, who they play Buffalo with the DeAndre Hopkins catch. This might be like a top three, definitely top five game of the year. I Browns think it's one right now. 
Oh, you, you have it over? I mean, that first Seahawks-Cardinals game was really good. That went to overtime? It was really good. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. I, ooh, I don't know. This one was still really good, though, honestly. Yeah, I'd probably say this is two right now, actually. It's number that's, two. That's, that's the Hale Murray game, right? No, that's, no, no, that's no, the that game. That was the Bills. Yeah, that was yeah. Bills. Yeah. The, the Seahawks-Cardinals was when they went into overtime, and then I think both did both teams miss a kick yep, in absolutely. overtime? Yep, absolutely. They did. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Great. I mean, o- OT games are hard to. I'll say for a non-overtime game, yeah, this definitely was the uh, was the cream of the crop for the year, yep. which yep. is a really great, I guess, consolation prize. Like I could enjoy that. <laughs> I could enjoy that yesterday, but right after yeah. the game, yeah, it, it it hurt. It definitely hurt. Um, yeah, where to start uh, for for such a game? Um, you know, you. You wanted to show up, um, especially after that week one loss, um, the bludgeoning that we took to the Ravens to, to kick off the year. Um, but we knew we were a different team. They knew we were a different team. Uh, now the world knows that we're a different team, and you've got to find solace in that. But uh, anytime we lose winnable games, uh, I'm, that's my personality. I'm, I'm, I'm hot about it. I didn't talk to my wife for like a solid 17 hours. Uh, oh, my um, goodness. <laughs> uh, it, you know, just seeing what they left out there. Um, and I, I say this understanding that it's a process. When you're going from bad to good, uh, you got to be able to, um, uh, to draw victories even from your defeats. And so I think there's some uh, some very key things that they can learn. Baker knows that the one turnover in the ball game, uh, the Browns came out fumbling over and over and over again. But oh my god! <laughs> but the one actual turnover in the ball game, um, it, it ended up being huge. It was yeah. it was it was huge, and Baker had not been doing the the one thing that this football can't afford for him to do, which is the big turnover. And that was practically a pick six. Um, and in a game where your field goal kicker is is abysmal, um, and and I won't. I'm not saying fire him. He has not been missing all year, but uh, in big spots, you gotta you gotta build that metal where you rise to occasions. And so I think we saw what had been a formerly one in thirty one team, <laughs> um, uh-huh. you know, coming into their own. But you know, hey, tip your cap to. Uh, the resurrected Lamar Miller, uh, Lamar um, Jackson, uh, Jackson. Yeah, that's hey, the name. Yo, all right. Uh, I, I, I'm telling you, repress memories. I had them things removed. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, man, excellent game to watch. Um, I can't hang your head too low on that. Yeah, yeah I think I mean, it's. It, yeah, I was going to say, I, even after watching the game. So let me give you the sequence of events. That fourth quarter was crazy. Let's start. I'm, I'm just go ahead and start there. Um, I actually after the after the Ravens scored the first time in the fourth quarter before the before the Browns answered. I actually went to go walk the dog, thinking, "All right, I'll have some time to come back and watch this drive." And when I came back nope. in, Keith is like, "Browns just already scored," and I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> right. I was like, I was gone for like 30 seconds. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> uh, and then, so I'm like, okay, this might, I mean, the Browns might have done it. And then Keith was like, they, there's still a minute left. I was like, ooh, that's a lot of time. And they got Justin mm-hmm. Tucker. I was like, oh, yeah, I don't feel good about that. Um, and, I, you know, you got to give your hats off to Baker, who played a solid game. The offense 
did what they needed to do. And it's, I said it earlier in the year, this defense that really has let this, particularly in the secondary. Um, and I understand they've had injuries, Malik Harrison being down, Grant Delpit not able to play. I don't think Denzel Ward didn't play in this game, did he? Or he did not. Nope. He did not play at all. So they weren't healthy back there, but I mean, that's the, that's the real disappointing thing to me. This Ravens defense has not really been um, that dynamic this year, but they had the big play to Hollywood Brown in this game. Um, Lamar Jackson was able to do enough running the ball. Um, and so for the offense to show up in this game like they did, it, especially in that final drive where you finally get the, you get the big play, you get the quick strike, and then the defense to be the one to let you down, That's that's got to sting a little bit more for Ooh. this team, especially for this defense that has really – um, whether you look at last year, the beginning of this year, really carried this team a lot of times when the offense wasn't quite up to snuff. Yeah, I mean, and the Browns have been outrushing a lot of their opponents, you know, with their dynamic duo of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Now, of course, you know, you had Chubb who had some injury issues, uh, but the Ravens, you know, outrushed him by almost 100 yards. And most of that came from Lamar Jackson on nine carries. Um, so, you know, those those are the recipes for a disaster when you play Baltimore. You've got to force Lamar to sit in the pocket and make throws because we, we've we seen the evidence. He isn't able to do it for the most part. And now he's going to be without Hollywood Brown, uh, which is going to be another, you know, rough, you know, couple games for him. So, you know, I just, you know, I was a little disappointed in the Browns defense as well that they didn't try to bottle him up to where, you know, hey, make him beat you with his arm. If he beats you with his arm, you live with it at the end of the day, you know. But um, yeah, the the Browns offense was really fun to watch. You know, I just can't help but think like, what would a you know good Odell be doing in in this offense right now? Because um, I have no idea. We don't know, but it would be interesting um, just to see him line up because the defense has to be concerned about him. Um, so yeah, but you know, Hey, great game. The Browns, uh, I, I picked the Browns to win this game. I still think the Browns will get into the playoffs. You know, they got two very winnable last games. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I think to, to give the, the Browns defense a little bit of bails, a lot of, I won't say a lot, but quite a bit of those rushing yards came from scrambles where he just kind of got out of situations and kind of yeah, broke, for sure. broke down whatever they had going on. So that's, that's one of those things you can't, as much as you want to talk about containing Lamar Jackson, um, there's just things that he can do that other people can't do. Um, For sure. And so there were some, there are a couple times where I'm like, oh, they got him. And Lamar found a way to just get out and get just enough for a first down or whatever. So that's one of those things you can't – you try to coach as, as best you can, but Lamar Jackson is just a different kind of athlete back there. I mean, he's special. Yeah. He's special. There's, there's a reason. Like, he's not out there fooling NFL guys just by happenstance. Like, he – he does it consistently, and honestly, I've been saying I think the Ravens are going to pick up back, pick back up on offense as the um, as the year rounds out and going into the playoffs. So everybody who was licking their chops because the Ravens were looking bad, uh, they should hope that they do not make it into the playoffs. But um, with that said, Keith said it. You know, he's still not going to. He's not going. He's not going to Aaron Rodgers you. He's not going to pick apart your defense. Nope. He's not. He's not nope. going to you know call out your coverage and 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 put guys in motion. And so when we're in the last drive of the game, and I'm I'm calling their plays. You know he's going to Mark Andrews. You know they're trying to get chunk yardage. You know they're trying to get in Justin Tucker range. You have yep. to make some of these Willie Sneeds and other guys beat you. Um, so that was frustrating. Yeah, the defense was was. They have to, you know, if 
if Joe Woods is not in that locker room saying this is on us, this one was on us, um, then 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 something wrong. So I hope they coach those guys up. Um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned it. Injuries play a part. Greedy hasn't hasn't suited up all year. And so definitely depleted back there. Sendejo is is just a disaster. But you, know, you guys you are gotta, missing uh, DJ Carey this at this time around. You know he's playing really well for the Colts too. You're absolutely right. And so you know I saw okay. some rumblings. Oh, should they have started making some moves at the trade deadline on the on in the secondary so on and so forth? But at this point, you know nine and four, you got to soldier on. It's all about playoff position and now. Yeah, I mean you've got the the Giants and the Jets. And that's that's where I was saying the next two winnable games before you play Pittsburgh. So um, you take care of business with those two. You should you should have a spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still feel good about the Browns making the playoffs. And you know, I I had said last week that I didn't think the Ravens were going to make it, but this was a this was a big win for them. They needed this huge. Um, huge. A to feel good about themselves, but B in this in this uh, playoff race, you you got to win these games down the stretch. Um, Winning. It's a little bit of a surviving advance. You gotta gotta find ways to win every week and and keep and keep rolling. Well, and for well, the Ravens, talk- the Ravens get you know this. They get the Jaguars, the Giants, and then the Bengals. So they have three winnable games. So mm-hmm. you know, hey, if they play the way yeah. they should, it's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy finish, fellas. Come on, Jags. Yep, I'm, I'm going. I'm getting my, my <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go get a Jones Jones Drew jersey, and and I'm rooting. Where, <laughs> here's a question Ian. do you have that jersey and if you don't where do you plan on getting it from i know a guy <laughs> who knows the guy <laughs> that's 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 all i can say on the air but uh <laughs> black oh market Maurice Jones, okay, Drew say, I don't, you, you may have to call maurice jones drew to get that jersey what hey, what bro, matter of Right. What matter of shady character on the quarter would you buy <laughs> Maurice Jones Drew jersey, bro? You just end up getting a Leonard Fournette jersey with the name changed on the <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Just, 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 that just doesn't even have a number. Just give me a mention, man. Bro, there's some Goodwills or some type of thrift shores, thrift shops. You may be able to find something somewhere. Uh, you might need to go to Jacksonville to find a Maurice Jones. Touche, <laughs> touche. <laughs> Local Walmart. Jacksonville. <laughs> so here's the other the other big headline from this past Sunday was Jalen Hurts winning his debut as the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback against that vaunted New Orleans Saints defense. Um, you guys, what is you guys' first impressions of Jalen Hurts and this team with him as the starter? I'd say. Uh, well, I mean, let me say. Yeah, yeah, you, me too, Keith. No, I was just saying, I I had seen it before. Uh, I've seen this movie um, up close and personal. It was, um, and now while Tyrod Taylor had not soured and he went out with injury, uh, you see a guy come in. Um, he's a high, he's a dra- number one draft pick, you know, as a quarterback, and um, you start seeing other players around him rejuvenated, tired of losing, sick of being mediocre, tired of what I would see. I would say from Carson Wentz has been very, very uncertain play. And I think for for you know for a team when you see your quarterback as tentative as he's been, um, you know I, I, that has that has effects on on the team confidence. Uh, guys aren't as amped up going out there ready to work. And uh, the way that they they were rejuvenated 
the way that offense was looking, um, again, wasn't spectacular, but they haven't even looked competent. You go into some games wondering if the Eagles can can give you 10 points. And so um, huge lift, uh, freeing up Miles Sanders because Jalen Hurts on the ground is a threat. Um, it, it was a whole different ball game, and the defense has been legit all year. Um, and so if that offense picks it up from here in that wonderful, wonderful division <laughs> that they're in, um, somehow all four of those teams are still in the hunt. It's really weird to me. Um, I don't think the Cowboys have been mathematically uh, eliminated. Damn, they're, they're, they still in it. they're still in it. Yeah. They're still in it. So, uh, yeah, no, that's a that's a huge win. That's a signature win, and it's a win against a quality opponent. Yeah, I mean, it's a quality opponent without their quarterback. Um, so, of course, we take that for what it is. Um, but the thing that I'm, I was disappointed in, um, and I mean, of course, because of fantasy reasons, but mainly because of my predictions, um, I, I thought that the Saints <laughs> defense, I thought the Saints defense was going to uh, to to bottle up that that Eagle offense, and I, you know, Jalen Hurts. My bad, brother. I didn't put respect on your name. Um, <laughs> I will. I will say it. I will admit it. Not that I. Not that I thought it was you. I thought it was everyone else around you that has not yeah. been playing well. That offensive line had not been playing well. The receivers were just, you know. But hey, he's got Ertz back. Um, Miles Sanders was rejuvenated, which I was infuriated about. I dropped him in fantasy. I was like, okay, this is not about to produce. Same and, here. Uh, and here he goes, just goes off, eighty-yard touchdown. Where's this been, Miles? Hmm. Anyways, um, so yeah, I mean, I was more like concerned about the Saints um, than I was about, you know, the Eagles. But Jalen Hurts, he was a game manager. Biggest thing, he had no turnovers, no interceptions. Um, he managed the game well, well enough to win. Uh, and I'll be curious to see, you know, this Cardinal game. Both teams are still hungry because they both have a shot still. It's going to be a yeah. fun matchup. Yeah, I mean, I, I came away really I, – I mentioned it on a previous podcast. It's unfortunate because this defense has some dogs on it. Like Fletcher Cox, you got Brandon Graham, guys like that who are still productive players, but they just get demoralized because their offense isn't able to do anything. But this week, you saw them with a competent um, offense. They got five sacks on Taysom, Taysom Hill this week. Five sacks on Taysom Hill. Um, and so you, you just saw the energy reverberate. And so that makes you think, you know, is there something with Carson Wentz in the locker room that's making these guys not want to play for him as their starting quarterback? And then, you know, Jalen Hurts does does bring some things that Carson can do, but is not as good with. And that's the called running game, those zone read things. Carson is is mobile, but not necessarily super athletic on top of the injury concerns you have with him. But Jalen comes in, he brings that. He had a, over 100 yards rushing yep. um, and got just enough in the passing game. Um, you know, Alshon Jeffrey had a touchdown in this game, hadn't heard from him in a while. Um, you know, give credit to Doug Peterson for getting him ready, even though he reluctantly did it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think the other angle to look at this game is we we may there may be a world where Taysom Hill is the starting quarterback in the NFL. He has not looked at all what I thought he would look like in these three games starting with the Saints. They've actually been a competent offense. Um, I thought they would rely a lot more on Alvin Kamara, Same. but they really have it. Um, and in this game, he actually made some really good good throws yeah. and his his passing numbers have been solid the last three weeks so you got to give credit to sean payton as well for 
just having a history of being able to work with whoever he has, develop them. He did it last year with Teddy Bridgewater when he came in, got essentially got Teddy the contract he got in Carolina with his performance. And then Taysom Hill has looked way more competent as a as an NFL quarterback than I ever would have imagined. Yeah, he surprised me as well. Um, you know, and there we'll see if Drew Brees comes back this week. Kansas City's on on deck, so uh, it'll be it'll be interesting, but you're you're right. And poor Jameis Winston, Man. just you know, my goodness, uh, I, I don't think he's getting no Teddy B uh, contract after this year. <laughs> Look, there's got when you when you see that, like he played. What was it? Was it just that third or fourth quarter of the game that mm-hmm. Breeze went out? And then immediately the next week they named it. Like I just this is one of those things. Like I wish I could talk to the coach like behind closed doors and be like, like what did you see that made you say? Yeah, no, we can't do this. <laughs> well, let me tell you what I saw though. Jameis didn't look like he could even move around. Like he he looked mm. so stiff. Um, and then this type of offense, you need a guy. I mean, Drew Brees is not mobile, but you need someone who could at least like you know make some type of play, get out of the pocket, and make a good throw. And Jameis just yeah. looked. I don't. I don't know what it was, but uh, he didn't look like he was comfortable at all. So we'll see. Man, oh man. So while we're talking, yeah, it's it's. We'll talk about the games coming up next week. I don't want to. I don't want to jump the jump the tease. But here's the here's uh what we'll talk about next, and that's we we kind of get this this group of playoff teams. But if we whittle it down to the true contenders, so let's see if we all agree on this. We all agree Kansas City is a true contender. Is that fair, everybody? Yep, absolutely. We all we all agree New Orleans is a true contender. Agreed. With Drew Brees, yes. Yes, yes, obviously with Drew Brees, yeah. Um, do we agree that Green Bay is a true contender? Agreed. Yep, absolutely. Do we agree that Pittsburgh is a true contender? Nope, absolutely mm. not. Nope. I would say yes. Okay. Um, ben, say yes. Can, ben can make the big throws, uh, but as long as you have a defense that is that, <laughs> you're you're contending defense competent run game and capable quarterback he may not but be there's the no man. competent run game that's the issue they james Conner is still a, a a solid running back why he's not been able to get loose I, i'm not sure benny smith benny snell's no snout no slouch either though I, I think that they can get you the the requisite amount of yards, the 80 yards, 90 yards per game that will that will clear the way for uh for Ben to do what it is that he needs to do. So they I haven't the last three weeks. So it, uh, it's explosive great. is one thing, but I do think they have a, a competent backfield. I know James I'm not Conner willing missed. Not willing. I know James Conner missed the week before last. Did he play this week? Yep. And did nothing. Yeah, it was bad. Buffalo it was, it was definitely down. bad. 10, 10 yeah. rushes, 18 yards. But 18 again, yards. <laughs> again, 10 rushes. Yeah. Tell me tell me what I mean, back in the National Football League is getting going on 10 on 10 c- touches. Dalvin Cook. Yeah, and he's and he's on the <laughs> he's back on the injury list with the uh wow. Wow. Uh <laughs> right. so he's back on the injury list with a quad yeah. injury. As well, so it doesn't seem like he's he's right. It wasn't a hundred percent. I mean, I just man, yeah. I I think you have to put the Steelers in that conversation based off the defense, um, 
they've got they've got to figure something out with the offense though. Teams are starting to jump those short routes, um, and they've got to start opening up that top that back end of the defense of defenses if they want to really if you want to compete with a team like Kansas City I think the other teams in the AFC I don't think they'll have big problems against um but I I don't I also don't think it's a situation where they're head and shoulders above everybody else that's where I will agree with Keith they're not it's not I think the gap from Kansas City to them is is pretty large but the gap from Pittsburgh to the rest of the field is not that big yeah, I, um, I, I think the Bills did what they they exposed what we all knew, which is they yeah. they have to be beatable, they have to be exposable, and and they definitely put out the um the blueprint to take them out. Like like he said, you shut down the run game, and Ben's been throwing all year. <laughs> they they've been making him throw 50, 50 passes, things like that. But uh, you can get you can get some mistakes out of him. He's a gunslinger. So mm-hmm. all right, so. If we we agreed on the top three contenders, the the fourth one, eh, is there anybody in that next group of teams that you think is in that conversation? So we're talking about Buffalo, Tennessee, Cleveland, the Rams, Seattle, and Tampa Bay. Definitely Seattle. I think championship pedigree goes a long way. Uh, they've got enough weapons, and that defense has been – it's been getting better as the year has gone on. That Dunlap edition, I, I remember we talked about it. We didn't think that it would make that big of a difference, but it has. Um, and now you see Jamal Adams um, or uh, <coughs> uh, those guys on defense are able to get loose um, all the more because they got that um, that presence in there. So, yeah, I would go Seahawks, absolutely. Uh, Russell Wilson is, is an X factor, period, point blank. Um, I'm not, I'm, I don't, I can't add anyone else right now. I just think there's too much inconsistency. Um, and we've seen it even, even with Seattle. Um, I think the next three games, of course, it's going to tell the whole story anyways, but, um, (laughs) Seattle's got three tough matchups that, you know, starting with Washington and that Washington defense has been for real. And then they have the Rams. Um, so I just want to see what, you know, and this is the same with many teams, like what Colts team are we going to see? Um, what yeah. Cardinal team, you know, they all have the, the potential, but we've got to see more consistent play. The top teams that we've mentioned, we've seen more consistent play. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking at my list. I'm, I mean, Seattle is, is the obvious is more the obvious look for me just because they have Russell Wilson. You've got your elite quarterback, DK Metcalf gives you that big playability at times. Um, but in a if I'm looking at this list of quarterbacks, if I'm looking at a one-game scenario, Russell Wilson is the guy that I want. Um, the defense has been better with Dunlap, um, but they haven't been playing great over the last few weeks. So it's, it's one of those things I, I want to trust that they'll get it together and be fine for the playoffs, but the evidence isn't quite there. Um, and then I, I think the Rams are – just an interesting team what what they have the potential to do defensively and offensively they get just enough every week i mean it's not it's does it wow you but they have weapons on the outside which means every week um has the potential to be a good week for for jared goff when you have guys like cooper cup and robert woods who could show up at any given time yeah so i yeah but we they have to show it in the play. To me, this it just isn't a group we haven't seen do it in the playoffs. So I just don't exactly. know if I trust them exactly. right now. But I wouldn't be surprised if they won a, a playoff game to start um, if if they're able to get in. So I, I 
Seattle and, and, and LA are, are interesting to me, but I just, I, once again, I just don't know if there's enough there for me to put them in that true contender. Nope. But there's always a, there's a, a surprise every year. We saw it last year with Tennessee taking down Baltimore. Nobody saw that coming. Um, and New England. So which one are you? Which? Yeah. Oh, is you go you go say it, Ian? The Browns is that year? Super Bowl, Super Browns. Oh wow! Oh God, that's such a hard. That's a hard move. Don't no, <laughs> there's no hot. I did think it's interesting. None of us, <laughs> most definitely a homer. Um, <laughs> it's, it's interesting. None of us mentioned Buffalo because we don't know what Buffalo we're going to get. And that's yeah, the issue. Like, if we get this Buffalo that played Pittsburgh this past week. They're a contender, no question. But then there's some weeks. I think it's a matchup. It's big. The matchup matters for them. Yep. Um, Kansas City is just not. I don't think it's a good matchup for them. Nope. Um, Steelers are a, are a better matchup just because defensively with Tadarius uh, White and who the guys that have in that secondary, they can play up against these wide receivers more than other teams can. But I just I don't. Some of these other like even. I don't love them in a matchup against Baltimore. Uh, yeah, I just yeah, and they've been too inconsistent for me. I don't know. It's the yeah. run game and the, for me, and the running hey, game. Yeah, that's it. The running game. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they got possession receivers, got the tall quarterback, got the mobile quarterback, got the solid defense, but uh, they just I I can't trust them to move the chains. And even with Josh, mm-hmm. you know, with Josh having the amazing season that he's had, we know. We get to the playoffs, and them dogs come out. Yeah, uh, yeah. If they don't have a running game, I don't. I don't. That, that doesn't bode well. No, but Stephon Diggs, the Stephon Diggs uh, acquisition has been huge for them. Like yeah. he yeah. has another yeah. thousand yard season. It's been incredible for them. Uh, money well spent, you know. And then Minnesota, they get you know Justin Jefferson. Boom, you know it worked. It's a win win for both. Yeah. Um. So a lot of time left. A lot of, I mean, injuries, a lot of things could help shape who these contenders are. But let's look at the games for this week. Uh, let's just get it off. Let's just get it off the table now. The big one, New Orleans versus Kansas City. Um, what do you guys, what's the prediction for this one this week? I'm I'm predicting uh, Kamara is really going to get loose. Uh, I'm calling three touchdowns. I think they are going to utilize him and utilize him heavy. I would, I would love that. Yeah, it'd be amazing. Uh, I still got the Chiefs winning, uh, thirty to twenty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think um, I I don't see anybody slowing this team down, even with the solid secondary and things like that. That the uh, that the Saints have too many weapons, too good a quarterback, and the the run game is is yeah, it's diversified enough to to yeah yeah. I got Kansas City in this one. Let me say this. I think that um, if Patrick Mahomes throws three interceptions again, like he did last week, the Saints are going to beat them um, because this is a, you know, I mean, of course, Tua had a pretty solid game. He did have a turnover. Um, and I think they had a fumble, a couple fumbles or whatever. But, um, you know, the the Dolphins showed, showed us some things uh, defensively, you know, that could potentially work against Kansas City. Um, I think if Drew Brees plays, I, you know, I would choose New Orleans by three um, just because I think uh, they may do just enough to get a few stops and frustrate Patrick Mahomes to force him into a few field goals. Um, If it's Taysom Hill, I'm going to go with the Chiefs by 10. Um, 
because I think I think he'll make some mistakes if he has to go. So, yeah, my my uh, my pick is uh, contingent on who's who's the Saints starting quarterback this upcoming week. I think it's the Chiefs this week. Um, even if if Drew comes back, which I'm 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 not 100 percent he's going to come back. Sean Payton said he's back at practice, but he's he said a, a far away, a long way to go. Uh, before he plays so i i don't think they're going to rush him back i think they know it's more important that he's ready for the playoffs than for this game um and i think i mean patrick mahomes only throwing three interceptions is an anomaly i don't think that's going to happen again um so i i think i think this is a chief's win i'd say by 14 Mm. um but i would love if alvin kamara had three touchdowns that'd be great 10 catches three touchdowns i mean that'd be real nice of course it's gonna Um, happen bro (laughs) a <laughs> um, couple other games another game that I'm interested in looking at is this actually Seattle Washington game yeah um, Washington is a team that we talked about the last couple weeks they beat Pittsburgh they won again um, I'm not sure what the injury status of Alex Smith is right now Dwayne Haskins had to come back um, in the second half of their game last week but Seattle hasn't looked strong but Washington has really been feel like they've got a little momentum and that defense is really starting to look strong so that's another game that I'll be looking at this this weekend yeah, I um there's a there's a game that I think is gonna be very interesting, and that's Philly and Arizona. Yes. Boomer. Mm-hmm. Um it is who oh yeah, that's true. Two Oklahoma quarterbacks going against each other. Um here's the thing. I, I've I've said it many times on this podcast. I have not been happy, pleased, any of that with the play from Arizona. Uh they just have too many good players, too many weapons. Uh coaches have just not been making good play calls. Um, Kyler Murray has not been great. Um, and Philly is starting to potentially smell themselves like, Hey, y'all, y'all know we in the worst division in NFL. We got a shot still. Um, so I'm going to really be looking at, you know, what Jalen Hurts brings to the team, uh, to the table this week, but also what Arizona team are we going to get offensively and defensively? Um, that's, that's the game I'll be looking at. Yeah, I think for me, uh, aside from the obvious, the Browns and Giants, uh, they're in oh prime time God. on Sunday night. It's a big game. I mean, it's, they're both in – I I don't know if I could say the Browns are in a divisional battle any longer. Um, they're not catching up to Pittsburgh, I, I don't believe. But uh, it is. It's, it's big for <laughs> – right. It's big for both of those divisions. I'm going to go ahead and say um, uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay and the Falcons. Uh, this Buccaneer team that was much ballyhooed. Uh, they were all the rave earlier in the year. Um, everybody was just just going crazy about what they did. They add Antonio Brown. Our expectations were high, and then they suffer that that demoralizing um, um, loss against the Saints, and then a couple losses against Rams and Chiefs. And so, um, seeing how they finish this year out, they have very winnable games against offenses that can light you up if you don't come to ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, Atlanta twice, and then they got the Lions there in the middle. And so, uh, with them having the opportunity to finish at eleven and five, and you know uh, that impact on the seeding and the playoffs, um, I, I've not taking my eye off of a Tom Brady led team with that many weapons. I still think that they are dangerous, and so I'll be interested to see how they perform Sunday. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of games that are going to have playoff implications. There's going to be upsets. There have been upsets the last couple weeks. So make sure you join us for NFL Post Game Live this Sunday at 7.30 on Facebook Live. We'll be talking the games of the day and then preview the games um, going into Sunday night and into Monday as well. 
Um, so let's switch gears to college football. We'll talk about the one game that mattered last week, and that was LSU upsetting Florida in the swamp. Um, Malcolm, just, if you remember, <laughs> we were talking about this on the pod, and you was just like, no way. And I was like, all right, you know, and my God, did they shock well, the world. Here's, here's what happened. First, So first of all, shout out to Max Johnson, son of Brad Johnson, who come in, came in and played really well at quarterback. But also, whatever the opposite of a shout-out is to Marco Wilson, who just lost his mind. What an idiot. Just <laughs> lost his mind. Like, even yeah. – okay, so I heard, you know, people talk about, well, is that a penalty? But why do you, why would you even do it? What's What are you trying to – Yeah, yeah. I don't even understand what was the – you have the, – it's the game is – like, we don't have to, like the, – the drive was dead. Y'all were about to get the ball back, probably score. And then you just – why even grab the guy's shoe and throw it? 20 yards down the field it's just just boneheaded so i i feel for kyle trask and and that team because that's just a boneheaded way to lose a game but credit to lsu for they showed up they actually showed up and and max johnson they had a they had a good game plan for max johnson um quarterback had been the weak link for this team all year long um and he found a way to to do just enough for them to win. But man, I Marco Wilson. Well, and I couldn't imagine been pretty bad. Tweet. Yeah, and they were that, and they were, were without Kyle Pitts, which was another big, um, a big thing for them. Um, so yeah, I just man, that's all I could say about that. Uh, that really, you know, gosh, man, that really put a damper on that SEC championship game to me. But you know, I'm sure we'll talk about this soon. There is still a chance for Florida. There is. Man, this I can, I will explain it. Oh, yeah. I see a way too. There's a way. So Ian, we'll you're right over there. Is, you doing is there right? really? Is there really? I, I, there is. I mean, there is. I there is. we'll we'll see how it goes. I, I think I was looking, and of course, you know, Trash looked impressive. Um, but that defense just they they really did not come through for them. I gotta say, this is probably the worst tackling i've seen by two teams in a very very long time um i definitely counted at least 12 broken tackles i mean yards after carry was overabundant in this game but um no it was it, i mean yeah like you said it was it was one of the few games with dramatics the fog came out of nowhere <laughs> it was just a, a lot of different elements oh my gosh um, um, huge <laughs> completion uh, down the stretch, even in the midst of, um, and then you know, uh, it comes down to the kicking game, and so I do enjoy those games where all three phases of the game really come through and matter. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't, it, yeah, it, it two hundred more, two hundred more yards for Florida, um, but what did they lose? They lost the turnover battle, three nothing. Uh, Trask was getting he got sacked four times um, to zero uh, on the other end and the rushing attempts again um, the LSU rushed 49 times Florida 26 and I just don't think that's again we we talked about it um, in each college games before I don't think it's a recipe for success but um, yeah I mean it's 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 that that Florida defense, I think, makes all of the difference. They've been spotty all year. They'll hold Georgia to twenty eight. They give up forty one to Texas A and M. They give up thirty seven here to LSU, a team that you should not struggle like that defensively. So I am curious to see moving forward, but it doesn't give me a whole lot of anticipation for the championship game. 
Oh, ye of little faith. This was very little. Let's, Less than much. So here's say. here's what I will say about the about uh <laughs> about the playoff situation. Yep. Ohio State bet better win. Yep. They better because yep. if y'all lose, they are they are keeping Ohio State. I mean the 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 commissioner said it from the playoff. He said we've already had conversations about flipping A and M and Ohio State. They are ready for what to find a reason to keep Ohio State out of the game. Yeah, um, here's the deal though. Uh, they're going to win, uh, so let's chill. Uh, first of all, and and second and secondly, um, here's the other thing. Um, and Malcolm, I don't know if we're about to go into this, but. There's a lot of things that like this Clemson and Notre Dame game is going to be critical. Um, I, I told you guys what I predicted already would happen, but still. Um, and, and again, I think Florida would have to win in convincing fashion, um, but there's still a shot for them to, to jump in to the four because, again, Clemson or Notre Dame, one of them two will not be two and three. Let's just say that right now. So. I don't know what. Okay, let's let's get into the conference championship games and then we can talk scenarios. So first one, I think it's this is a little interesting. The Pac-12. We got USC. They were supposed to play Washington. Washington had to back out of the game because of COVID issues, not having the minimum amount of required scholarship players. So Oregon now gets to play in this game. Um, I expect USC to win. Any dissenting opinion on that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> you tried to talk yourself into it. I, I really, I, I really, I was looking for a point. Um, Oregon, they're good for big games, but they're top three in the conference in turnovers. They just don't do. I mean, if their secondary can come through and make it tough against that passing game, but I don't see that happening. They're averaging, I think, like three hundred twenty yards per game. So, um, y'all, USC just has, you know. There's some type of like favor or luck or something resting on them. Like they, some of the games they've won, y'all, especially that Arizona State game, y'all. It just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, so it's even frustrating that they're even in this game. But I think they'll, I think they'll win and uh, go to you know whatever whack bowl they'll be in because uh, COVID. You know, so. <laughs> oh, I just want to say my preseason pred- prediction for the pack was uh was correct. Thank, thank you. Everybody. I don't, I don't. I don't remember what mine was. I, I think I had, I know I had USC. I don't remember who my other. <sighs> Arizona State just. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Eek. Mm. Eek. Eek. Onside kick, y'all. Just, uh, what? A... All right. Let's move it's on. All right. Let's move all on. Right. <laughs> let's go to the Big Ten. Um, Ohio State versus Northwestern. Uh, what does, let's, I think we all know what we think is going to happen. What does Northwestern need to do to win? Force Justin Fields to throw three interceptions again <laughs> and, and capitalize on it like Indiana did not, you know, um, that's the, because they just have superior talent. And um, yeah, but you force Justin Fields to m- give you some turnovers, you know, put yourself in a position where Peyton Ramsey can, you know, get you a few points off turnovers. You have a shot. Yeah, I was going to say pretty, pretty similarly score 27 points, stop the run game for Ohio State. Which they've been great against the run, but um, frustrate Justin Fields enough and and have a what for them would be a great offensive game. Uh, give give them twenty seven points and they got a chance. I I, I think it's special teams. Mm-hmm. They're gonna they're gonna need to control uh, control the the 
field position game with the with their punter, and then they need some kind of play out of out of your kick returners um, to get you some bonus points. We've seen this in other games, whether it's gets Penn State, gets Wisconsin. If you're able to put Ohio State early pressure on them you've got a chance but if you start playing from behind against this team so, you might as well pack it up and go home because yeah. a they don't have enough firepower and ohio state is just gonna they're just relentless on offense they're gonna they're eventually they're eventually gonna find a way to score against you so you've got to get your points early so I, i'll be looking at this game in the first quarter if it's if it's not zero zero or northwestern is up 14 to three i'm not gonna feel good about their chances in this game at all well, Malcolm, uh, I, I got to wonder, and Keith, uh, I wanted to ask you real quick, and then you can you could go ahead. How did you stop the Master Teague in this game? That That's oh, what I really – what can they do? Listen, I would be cool if we don't even see him play, honestly. Like, <laughs> wow. put, wow. put Trey Sermon back there and that freshman from Cincinnati, I'm cool. Master Teague don't have no type of it factor. He ain't it. Man. Don't even play him in the championship. Really I don't game, care. Right? I, I'm I'm fine with that. You know, if you know, anyways, um, if COVID took anyone from the Buckeyes, let it take him instead of someone else. Like, you know, gosh, Lee. <laughs> um, oh but let's just say this. Um, hey, um, I think I was correct on this uh, Big Ten championship uh, pick uh, as my. Uh, so uh, shout out to Northwestern for making me look good. Mm. If now, if they win, they won't make you look as good. Uh, no, I'll be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll be like, Wisconsin should have been here. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I've, I know what Peyton Ramsey has the capability of doing, and he's shown, you know, hey, Indiana had two good quarterbacks there, and uh, you know, one of them had to leave. I, I think, I think he, I still think Indiana p- might have picked the right one. No, they Michael definitely Pitt's did, absolutely, good. just like Ohio State. I think we, we chose the right one with Justin Fields, and you know, Joe Burrow just went and got into a good situation and won a championship. God love it. All right, let's talk about this SEC championship game, Alabama versus Florida. I still think this is going to be a good game, especially because Florida is going to feel very motivated. Uh, they're going to have Kyle Pitts back. Um, man, I'm trying to find a reason to pick Florida. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a shootout. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of those 40, 42 to 45 um, games. I will say that if it comes down to the to the kicking game i still think florida has um the better kicker and one of the better kickers in florida history but i think alabama pulls out a tight one in this one i will give alabama's gonna win by two scores i'm speechless because Keith just said exactly what i was about to say i <laughs> I, I think i think florida i think florida will do something competent but i i got mac jones Devonte smith that's all I got for you. That is, yeah, Florida's not going to be able to keep up. No love for Najee Harris and their their defense. I mean, shout out, but I'm just saying, as far as yeah, the that connection right there. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> that connection right there. Um, yeah. I think overall, I think Florida. You know, Kyle Trask is amazing. He, he's gonna he's gonna make some big plays. Uh, like Malcolm said, it, it'll be a shootout. But that that defense has shown that they're not they're not able to keep up with an elite offense. All right, yeah, and then let's go to the ACC. Notre Dame, Clemson. We already Keith has been quite uh, effusive in what he believes this game will do. Um, so go ahead and reiterate your take from two weeks ago. 
Uh, three score game. Uh, Clemson's going to win by twenty one points. Um, and here's the and here's the reason why. This is going to be one of the biggest games for Notre Dame. They got to show up. And yes, I give them credit for showing up against the you know um, Trevor Lawrence list uh, Tigers the first time around. But this time, Clemson's coming out for blood, um, and it's going to like it's going to be close. Like Notre Dame is going to be down ten at halftime. And then Clemson's going to have a third quarter like Golden State would have and just, mop, you know, mop the floor with them. That's just my prediction. I I wonder if Davo Sweeney uh, is going to cuss in pregame to get them riled up. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Gee, I, golly, I agree. guys, um, we got to win this one. <laughs> golly, guys. Um, Excuse my language. Gee, golly. Um, <laughs> you guys want to freaking win? Um, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. You know, they're not playing against the bench warmers. I really think the difference in the ball game, um, is going to be which quarterback can gain the most yards on the ground. Um, between Book and uh and Trevor Lawrence, uh, we both know they have the ability to, and I think that's going to be huge on those big possessions, third down plays, things of that nature. So, uh, but yes, I will go Clemson, not quite as steep. I'm going to go 17 though. I love Clemson. I think they're going to have issues with this running game again. Um, Notre Dame was able to just bludgeon them in the running game in the last one. And this is a team that averages over 250 yards rushing. Um, I think that's a problem for Clemson. Uh, because then they'll be able to control the time of possession, keep Trevor Lawrence off the field. Um, and that's the recipe for beating this team, to keep Lawrence and that offense off the field. Um, I really like Clemson. I think they they should win. But I just something's telling me that I think Notre Dame is going to just slow down the game and Whoa. really, really muck it up. I, I just have a feeling. I want, And I'm, I'm, I'm actually rooting for Clemson. But something just tells me Notre Dame is just going to – it's just gonna bludgeon them with the run game. Well, that's not let's not forget. I mean, Clemson, yeah, they were missing Trevor Lawrence. They were also missing Tyler Davis, Mike Jones, they were missing Skalski. So it's a it's a whole different ball game, even as far as their defense, um, against that run game. So I I like I said, I that's why I'm keeping my eyes so much on how, what the quarterbacks can do on the ground. I think, you know, they're gonna do some things through the air, but they're going to have to be a supplement to that run game. Uh, uh, for success in this one. Listen, I, b- I believe in Brent Venables. I believe he will have a much better game plan uh, for his defense. The only team that I've seen really give him that much trouble, you know, since, you know, this past Notre Dame was Ohio State. And he was out coached for two to three quarters and, um, you know, had some favorable things happen. And uh, they ended up beating us last year, which I'm still not. Well, I'm over it, but still. So uh, not, you bring it up every podcast. So you're not. <laughs> Every is a is a extreme hyperbole, Malcolm. But you know, we were talking about Miami versus Clemson. You know, this defense is really good, except for against Ohio State, and I'm really still upset that we lost. <laughs> them. Uh, we should have yeah, won. We really should have. Anyways, um, but no. So yeah, I think I think Venables will he'll he'll have a good game plan together, and that's why I think they'll win so convincingly. So, with that being said, um, let's talk a little. Let's spend a little bit of time talking about college football scenarios. Keith, I'm going to give you the floor to talk about your Ohio State theories. My Ohio State theories? I, 
I don't have or what are your college football your college so, football playoff theory. This this was the only this was like one of the main theories I had to which Florida could still get in, right? If Florida dominates Alabama, right? And I mean I'm talking like 41-14 type like dominant and that probably won't happen. But if they dominate, they're in and Alabama doesn't get in. Because that's a dominating win. If you lose 41 to 14, you probably don't get in. Just saying. So, so um, if that were to happen, and my prediction, which Clemson would, would win, uh, it would be Clemson one. It would be Ohio State two. Um, it would be probably Notre Dame three, because that would be their only loss. And then it would be probably Florida. Now, that's if, that's if there's a dominant win. Um, if they just barely win, I don't know if they get in. I don't know if a two-loss champion gets in over Alabama. Um, I don't know. But I think that's the way that Florida can get in. They have to win in convincing fashion. Or or here's the other way that they potentially could get in. They beat Alabama, and then um, Notre Dame beats Clemson. That knocks Clemson out. Then you get Alabama – you get Ohio State, you get um, Notre Dame, and then you get uh, a potential Florida team there. So those are the only two ways I see them getting in. It's it. This is gonna if Florida wins, this is gonna test the the committee's um, love for SEC champions. Are they gonna keep an SEC champion out of the playoff even with two losses? Um, and and how much did they wait? Ohio State only playing five games. Um. And how does Ohio State look against Northwestern? That's the other, you know, if Ohio State doesn't look impressive against Northwestern or they lose, I mean, if they lose, there's no, I don't think there's any way Ohio State gets gets in. Oh, yeah, I think they, they're out. there's they're just out. no way. Um, I don't even think Florida needs to win that convincingly. To be honest, I don't think they need to win that convincingly. Um, but it's the big unknown is, do they do they say that SEC championship means more than another, than a regular conference championship? That's the, that's the big question. Hmm. And I don't know how to answer that. And that's the thing. That's why I, gosh, it is rough because I don't know if a one loss Alabama team. Um, I think so. I think so. You think they get in? Yeah. One over, loss Alabama gets in. Over, over a big team champion in Ohio State? I mean, I mean, what's the, if, if, I mean, over Ohio State, no. They would be making a choice between Florida and Ohio State. Not, I don't think Bama and Ohio State. I agree. I was thinking the same thing. I think I think Bama's in either way. I don't know. My my biggest question, I'm thinking about matchups, is where where do things go if um if Clemson wins? Um I think, as far I think as the ACC championship will be our champion will be won. Whoever it is, whether it's Notre Dame or um Clemson, the winner, if assuming that Alabama loses whoever the ACC champion is will be one. Okay. I'd probably say so. Yeah. I mean, it'll yeah, be either they, undefeated, undefeated, it'll either be undefeated Notre Dame or one lost Clemson Yeah, to the team I, they just beat. So I'm just trying to figure out how we get Ohio state to play Notre Dame. Cause I think that's, uh, <laughs> that gives us the <laughs> best chances. Here's the way Florida beats Alabama, right? Notre Dame beats Clemson. Notre Dame would probably be one. Um, and then, oh, no, because then Ohio State would be two. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's rough. Notre Dame would have to lose. Are they? Are but if they lose, they probably drop to four or three, depending on who. What if if Alabama loses? If Alabama loses, I think Notre Dame will be three. Mm. I and think. Bama and Bama will be four, possibly. Ooh, then then Ohio State could play Notre Dame. That would be great. I think, but I, there's. I just I'm looking at these games. Th- there's going to be an upset. I just don't know which one it is. Oh. I just don't know which one it is. It happens every. There's one of these games where you're like, oh, I didn't expect that to happen. It is. I just well, don't know which one it's going to be. Wouldn't Notre Dame over Clemson be an upset technically? I don't know. I mean, ranking wise, no, because Notre Dame is two. Um, yeah, but come on, on paper, Clemson is the better team. Let's be real. They sh- this. I, I just. I am one of the bigger disrespect Notre Dame's resume, especially the big games. But this year, they've bit they 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 won. They didn't slip into winning that game against Clemson. They won the game. Um, and this running game is is it's old school. We're just we don't care what y'all think we're about to do. We're about to run it down your throat, and you just got to take it. So I in double overtime against Clemson, missing key pieces though. Yeah, key I get pieces. It. I get it. I hear you though. See, all right, world, remember this moment because if if Notre Dame wins this ball game, you will hear oh, oh the, the triumph. Notre Dame, fight song. Notre Dame <laughs> fight song will be loaded into the soundboard, <laughs> and that will be the intro to the show. We won't even play our normal music; it'll just be a Notre Dame fight song. <laughs> man. Oh man. So yeah, this is it's gonna be a fun though. weekend of football. Yeah, man, it's gonna be a fun weekend of football. A lot of the Heisman is gonna be decided this weekend, I think, in that SEC championship game, mm-hmm. um, and playoff seating, and then whatever teams are left to play bowl games. I feel like there are gonna be some really weird bowl invites. I feel like Michigan is gonna get a bowl invite because everybody's dropping like flies out of this, out of these bowl games. We don't need everybody to play anymore. You know, like, Michigan's gonna Just- end up playing like Coastal Carolina in the Outback Bowl. Just and get beat by it. 21. Don't. <laughs> just stop it and just play the playoff games. Like yeah, uh, we don't it. even have to we don't even have to do the balls this year. Money, money in money. Especially because they're gonna be trotting out pra- practice teams. Oh, you don't want to see the uh third string quarterback from from Iowa State after everybody else has gone to the NFL. <laughs> no, I do not want to see them in the Rubbermaid Tupperware Bowl. Like, it's so not. funny. It's so funny to see these players. Like your team is, they lose the first their second game of the year. I'm opting out. I'm go, I'm going to the NFL. Um, <laughs> right, right, right. Y'all lost one game and you are. I'm out. I'm out. I'm I just think it's, I think it's, it's, it's best for my future and my family. You're a seventh round pick. Yep, I, that's why I need to get ready now. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk at NBA. NBA season starts next week, y'all. This is crazy. The greatest um, sport. The greatest. Amer- this is the world sport, really. You know? Baseball. Yeah, let, let's let's just call it what it is. Um, Giannis signed his Supermax five years, over $200 million. Um, wh- any surprise? I mean, is there any surprise here that he resigned? I'm. It seemed like this is where it was going after they kind of committed to making the moves to get in better position. So any surprise here? Yeah. I mean, they, they definitely made some moves. <laughs> they made some moves prematurely, but they, they made some moves. <laughs> um, 
No, I I definitely think the writing was on the wall. Um, closer and closer we got to when was the deadline? The twenty first, I think, for him to sign the extension. Um, but you know, you've been hearing uh you've been hearing reports swirl, so on and so forth. Um Malcolm so accurately pointed out that some of the other moves you may have seen in the league uh pointed to knowledge that 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 was going to be the case. I'm a little disappointed. I, I just enjoy the intrigue of free agency. I did want to see him go to a, um, not necessarily a larger market, but more so just a situation where um, I think he'll be successful. And again, I do think Bogdan, I've just been watching Atlanta a little bit closer because of that whole situation. And honestly, I could have seen him fitting in very, very well. I think that would have been a huge pickup for them. But um, so I don't have a whole lot of confidence in that organization to to carry things out but I, I, they clearly did enough so uh, shout out to the small markets though living in cleveland i can respect it yeah i was surprised by it honestly um i really thought he was going to test that that free agency uh that free agent market um you know let let some teams wine and dine him and figure out like you know ways they can bring him in and uh, make them championship contenders uh i will say that uh i think the difference between Giannis and other stars is he was not a top guy coming out. He was a guy that no one really knew what he was going to be. And he developed and Milwaukee took a chance on him and really he developed his game there. He has a family now. He's got kids now. And I think he has a different bond with the city of Milwaukee than some of these other cities with their stars do. Um, I think he really feels like this organization took a risk on him and it, and it, and fortunately for them, it panned out. But I think he feels like they really, um, they really love him there. And you know, they made they did what they needed to do this year to to make this team better, adding Drew Holiday um, and some other pieces. So, um, you know, man, first of all, get your money. I'm glad that he was able to get his money. Yeah, Gun's got a family. Um, he, he already talked about his plans now. In the next five years, is is children and in <laughs> a championship. So, uh, shout out to Giannis. Um, it it will make free agency less interesting. But shout out to him getting his money. Hopefully, he can stay healthy and they can make a run of it. Um, James Harden situation. Um, it, it it appears as though he still wants out, but he did finally report. Played in their preseason game last night. Um, looked a little heavy. Um, a little bit. And his ex and his explanation was that for not showing up. Uh, was that he was training in Atlanta and Las Vegas. He was training, is what he said he was doing, training. Now, he didn't, I don't know if he specified what he was training for. Right, uh, right. But he he allegedly was training at the club with Little Baby and uh, <laughs> some other rappers. Uh, it's, this is just, a, it's one of those, it kind of, it it's getting close to that like Dwight Howard just level of awkwardness where he's like saying stuff and you just don't believe him. Like his actions are just saying something completely different. Nobody, you know, the the coach, the GM, everybody has said they haven't talked to him about it. It just feels like this is going to get really <laughs> awkward. We're going to get like, oh, the last preseason game, oh, my hamstring, I need to sit out. And then we don't see him again until he gets traded. It just feels like, and and like the Anthony, the end of the Anthony Davis situation in New Orleans, where he just wasn't playing, and the fans are booing him, and it was just, it's just a weird. I feel like we're we're on the road to that at this point. Yeah, man. And in addition to that, 
you know, you get the the anonymous sources in the organization starting to chirp mm-hmm. about, you know, some of his tendencies and things that he's doing. So yeah, at this point, it's um it's unfortunate because I was I was intrigued. I was definitely more intrigued about him and Wall. Um and for those of you who were tuned into the three and one podcast when the news broke, you will know that we talked about this at depth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just uh how he how they could have complimented one another, but uh, for him to not want to commit with some of the pieces that they have um, is interesting. I don't know what better of a situation. Apparently, Philly is on the radar. I don't necessarily see that be a better situation, um, but that just goes to illustrate to me that that's a guy who wants out and who wants out, you know, pretty badly. So, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, but uh, we'll see how it shakes. I mean, I don't know if Houston is going to oblige because they don't have to but you know that's a good way to yeah i don't know he gonna start citing his own medical reasons that he can't uh he can't come back for the next <laughs> month or two. you know guys i don't even i think the the best word for this whole james harden thing is annoying like i'm i'm tired of hearing about it like i just want to see the man go and play basketball but you know i think he's being you know diva ish if you will um and uh it's just yeah um i don't know if if the philly thing will work because i don't know if they're going to give up ben simmons to get him um you know you heard rumors like oh they will they give up clay thompson to get him like and i'm like heck no you know um james harden is a prolific scorer not a great defender and um it doesn't seem like you're getting someone who knows how to close in big games so why right Mm -hmm. so that's just my take and you know i'm you know, I think he just needs to finish out this year and then figure it out from there. But seems like he's going to try to, you know, force his force, you know, the Rockets' hand. And as you guys said, they don't have to. So I don't know. Yeah, and then let's talk about awkward situations. Let's talk about Kyrie Irving. Uh, he doesn't want to talk to the media. First of all, this whole summer has just been just a comedy of just Kyrie being Kyrie. Not we don't need a coach. This is the first time I've had somebody that can hit the big shot. All this stuff, and then he puts out this letter about how he's not going to talk to the media. Um, he doesn't. He just he's going to let his game do the talking, and then he gets fined, and then he goes and calls the media pawns, and he doesn't talk to pawns, and then now he's backtracking basically everything, saying, "Well, I am going to talk to the media. I wasn't calling the media pawns. I wasn't saying anything about LeBron when I said." that I'm with somebody that could finally hit the big shot. Uh, we do have a, like, it's just, you had an opportunity to fix all this. <laughs> yep. And now you're just backtracking from all of it. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what else we add to this, but is Kyrie crazy or is he really, really crazy? I feel like the new dance in all the clubs should be the Kyrie walk. And it's just like an assortment of like jumbled, drunken steps forward and then just rapid, senseless steps backward. I'm as a native Clevelander, I will always have a certain degree of love, respect for Kyrie Irving. Um, There's no denying that he is uh, probably the best ball handler I've ever seen. and he's a he's a great comprehensive ball handler. So he's not mm. just, you know, <laughs> twing, 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 step back. <laughs> but, you know, in space and in closed space, on the perimeter and down low, 
Um, it's not just, you know, behind the back and between the leg dribbles. It's, it's just his understanding of the ball. That brother has a relationship with the ball in the court. All of that said, he reminds me of that cousin that you hate when your mom says you got to go over auntie such and such house because you know that super weird cousin <laughs> is going to be down there burning all the sage in the world. I got to tell y'all, the devil's not scared of sage, so let's get that out the way as well. But <laughs> um, yeah, man, it's just is it's getting ridiculous. Watching his his Instagram live just for research purposes, and honestly. I finished that and I felt like I needed to go cleanse myself from the amount of people who just think they're deep and they're not. They think they're insightful, but they're not saying anything. He wastes my time on so many levels that I'm mad when I'm reading articles about him because it's it's just dumb at this point. Like, bro, you've been doing it since that really terrible interview on first take right after you left the Cavs. Oh, my God. You demanded the trade and. <sighs> no, go back, go back even further than that. You remember after the Cavs won the championship, he had that party, and he said white women only. Yes, yeah. <sighs> that's when it started. That's when we were kind of like, oh, that's weird. But you know, he won a championship, let him go. And then after that, it's just been like, oh, you really are crazy. Yeah, okay. There's, there's really, there's <laughs> definitely something off. But I definitely think weed is a heck of a drug. Cocaine is a heck of a drug. I, I don't know what's there. LSD. <laughs> I don't know if we're sniffing paint chips, whatever the case is. But just chill out, bro. It might be the best thing for him to not talk to the media. Just go go hoop. Fall in love with Bruh. the game again. Get your Uncle Drew back on. And and just stop being strange. That's Oh, sh- he should, like, Marshawn Lynch it and just, like, yes, give one-word answers. It. I would love it. Okay. Hey, I'm, I'm, Wait a minute. Ian, are you telling him to shut up and dribble? Oh, whoa, whoa. I'm just are telling him to shut up. I'm just telling him to shut up. If you like to dribble, go ahead and dribble. But please stop. Please stop this nonsense. My God. Yeah. Oh, Kyrie. You know, and it's interesting because I know a guy who I went to college with who is like best friends with him. And um, they grew up together. And, you know, he's not crazy, you know. Um so I try to, you know, keep that in mind, you know, that some people do some, you know, really stupid things when cameras are in front of their faces and all. Because, you know, I've seen videos of them just hanging out and he seems like a just really chill, cool dude. But I, I don't know what to make of Kyrie, honestly. I don't know um, because I've seen two different sides. Um, so that's the interesting thing for me. But I am in agreement with just, hey, just shut up, brother. You know, at least when cameras are rolling and all that. And don't dribble. <laughs> don't dribble at all. Let's let's see you let's see you get on that court and uh and make some things happen with KD. So um yeah, that's, I don't have anything else to add to Kyrie. That man's crazy. Get that man some meds um and get him off the Kanye West PR plan. Please. Oh god. Um <laughs> so let's talk a little bit. We're gonna this is the last part of our NBA preview. Um let's do some award predictions. Um, we're going to talk about MVP. We're going to talk about defensive player of the year. We're going to talk about rookie of the year. And we're going to talk about coach of the year. Um, so let's start from the bottom, start it from the bottom. Now we're going to get to the top coach of the year. My prediction is Monty Williams, Phoenix Suns. Um, they're going to find something that they, that they bottled up in the, in the bubble. Um, 
I predicted they will make the playoffs barring injury. But Monty Williams, I think he has a good connection with that team. You saw it in the bubble how he responded after that last game. He was really emotional with that group. I think they've really bonded together. And he's coached Chris Paul before. I think he knows how to get the best out of him. Monty Williams is my coach of the year. But keep an eye out for Doc Rivers. I think Philly is uh, is is right there. Well, Malcolm, just take them all, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Lloyd Pierce. Um Lloyd, seeing what Atlanta did and bringing in pieces, but we know pieces don't equal team. Um, but just looking at those brief glimpses of what I'm seeing in preseason, uh, I do. I like kind of the system that they're running there, um, you know, uh, and, and I'm hoping if they can take advancements on the defensive end, which nobody expects that they can. But if, even if they finish middle of the pack right outside of the top 10, I think that'll be enough to push them over because I definitely think they're going to be a juggernaut on offense. Uh, yeah, Monty uh, was definitely going to be one of my picks. So I'm going to choose the other pick uh, just because Malcolm already chose him. And I'll go I'll go with Doc Rivers. I think, you know, he's going to command uh, a different level of respect because of his, you know, his resume, uh, you know, his coaching experience. Um, and I think hopefully he'll be able to get and beat the ball. Um, you know, just run your offense, you know, through, you know, your, your two playmakers and Ben Simmons and Embiid. And uh, hopefully, you know, he can have Embiid actually care on a lot of these plays that we just see him like, okay, I don't care anymore. You know, like when he actually shows up to play that brother can ball. Um, so yeah, I'll go with doc rivers. Um, yeah. Glenn. All right, let's look at Glenn. <laughs> let's look at uh, Rookie of the Year. Um, man, I, I was not inspired when I looked out at these draft picks. Uh, <laughs> so it's going to be a little bit of a chalk here. I think Anthony Edwards is probably going to win. Um, LaMelo Ball has a chance, but if he's going to average zero points, uh, 10 rebounds and seven assists, he's not going to win Rookie of the Year. So <laughs> I don't know if he's going to score enough. My my sleeper pick is Killian Hayes from the Detroit Pistons, young point guard. They need guard play, and I think he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot this year. Uh, I'm actually going to go with James Wiseman. I think he has the opportunity to, um, to be a big defensive presence. Uh, for them and so i think if, if he can put up uh, those solid defensive numbers and really become a deterrent underneath the hoop um, as well as be a solid contributor um, if he averages double double and he's a solid solid on defense um i think he can beat off some of those guys i think uh, edwards is going to struggle to really get his with the other offensive talents on that squad and like you said Lamelo's going to average you know 11 assists but 4.7 points so i don't think that'll get it done uh, I'm going to go with Obi, Obi top in. Obi. Um, I, I loved, I, I loved him coming out of school. Again, I agree with Ian. I thought that, you know, the Cavs could have used him, but you know, I understand. Well, maybe I don't fully understand yet, but you know, um, we're gonna, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna say that they knew what they were doing. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think he's going to bring a little bit more hype to MSG, um, I don't know how many games they're actually playing there or not, but um, but yeah, I think the Knicks have a uh, future superstar on their hands. I think the Knicks are going to be. Ter- I love Obi Toppin, but I think they're going to be so terrible. It's not good. Whatever Obi Toppin does is not going to matter. Because I watched their. I actually watched. Weirdly enough, I was working out today. Watched the replay of their game against Detroit, and I was like, 
Yeah, no, we're not. not (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, I got a sleeper. Tyrese Halliburton Uh out in Sacramento. Okay. Mm. All right. Solid guy, and his length has been evident. He's great in passing lanes, and uh, he's he's got a he's got more offense than I thought he did when we were doing draft previews. Yeah, I honestly didn't see a lot of him in college, but everything I heard, he looked like he's got the size, the playmaker ability. If he if he gets the shooting touch, yeah. him and Aaron Fox are going to be a tough tough backcourt. Um, all right, let's talk about defensive player of the year. Um, I, y'all, I hate to, to be the homer here, but Anthony, I think Anthony Davis. He showed it last year, his versatility, being able to guard one through five. The effect, especially in that Miami series that he had, just basically shutting down Jimmy Butler in one of those games. Um, and then in the in the closeout game was just a monster. I think this year we're going to see, if, as long as he's healthy, and we got to look at how those these minutes are going to work out. But the, the, the defensive impact, I think, is undeniable. And then I think my sleeper for that is actually Ben Simmons. If he's healthy, he's one of the best perimeter, versatile defenders we have in the league. Um, and I think Doc Rivers is going to be able to get that out of him this year. That's huge. That's huge. I'm actually going to roll with uh, now. This is a hope pick. I don't necessarily. It may not X's and O's may not may not uh, uh, support it. But Kevin Love, <laughs> never <laughs> Carmelo Anthony. No, I got. Uh, but I think you know going to that team, the attitude that they have. Uh, they do play some scrappy ball. And I think he has something to prove because he was snubbed for the all defensive team last year. I'm going with Drew Holiday. Okay. I think he's going to be a nightmare. He's going to be a ball hawk this year. And um, even if not a winner, I got him finishing up in the tops, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, nominate him for the dub here. I'm going to throw a random name out there because uh, I was very impressed with what I saw from him uh, in the bubble. Uh, and uh, I don't even know how to pronounce his first name, uh, but uh, is it Lugens Dort? Lou Dort? Yeah, I, like that. Um, I think he was very good. Um, I mean, he threw everything at James Harden that he could. Um, yeah, great perimeter defender, and I think he's going to, you know, cause a lot of turnovers, a lot of steals. Um, you know, he may not be able to shoot a lick, but, you know, he can play some defense, so uh, that's who I'm going to go with. If uh, if Oklahoma City was better, I'd feel I'd feel pretty good. But they're just I don't think they're going to be very good. That's going to keep him out of. But he was he was great. And then I mean, even offensively in that last game, he had over thirty points. He did, yeah. Um, he had a crazy game. Um, so let's get to the big award MVP. My prediction for MVP is uh, Luka Doncic. Uh, he's just that good, y'all. I mean, in the bubble, he was if if he had had just a little bit more help against the Clippers, the Clippers might have lost in the first round. Yep. Um, yep. And, I mean, Luka is just, he's only 21. We're only just scratching the surface. My sleeper, though, I think Jason Tatum has another level to go. Um, and and they're going to need it from him if they're going to stay, if Boston's going to stay in that contending race. Mm. I think if, if, if Boston is, is, is competing for that number one spot, I think it's going to be because Jason Tatum is an MVP candidate. Wow. Wow. They were expecting to see it in the bubble, but uh he yeah, he's definitely got some solid play. Uh so thank you, Malcolm. I was actually gonna go Luca as well. 
Um, I I don't think anybody has as rapidly acclimated to the NBA game, especially when you talk about overseas guys that we've seen come over. Uh, they they definitely eventually get there. They have tremendous skill sets. Pau Gasol's, your um, uh, Mark Gasol's, your uh, uh, Drazen Petrovic's, your Peja Stojakovic, uh, Dirk Nowitzki's, all of those guys. But the way Luka has come in, looked like a vet his first year, looked like a, a bona fide star and <laughs> and brink of superstar, and, and now he just looks like one of the best players in the game. Um, and I think he he has his thumb on how to dominate NBA defenses, and so yeah, I I, I can't go, I can't really think of anybody other than Luca that's that's ready to burst into the spotlight like that this year. <clears throat> uh, yes, I would definitely agree. Um, you know, do you guys remember like a couple years ago? I think you know we were deciding between Rookie of the Year between him and Aiton. I think I was the only one that chose Luca. Um, so I can't oh, choose about that preview. Yeah, I can't take I can't take Luca because you guys both took him. Um, so uh, I'm gonna go with Devin Booker. Um, I think this is the year that uh, I think mm. Chris Paul is really gonna help his scoring. Um, I I think the only reason why he would not potentially win is he probably won't put up the amount of assists that Luca is going to put up because uh, he's now got Chris Paul. Um, but uh, Devin Booker would be my pick after uh, <laughs> Luca, from what I was originally going to say. Um, but I think Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis will also have you know his name in that hat. Um, I think he's really going to you know take it to to another level. I think LeBron is willing to you know, and we've seen it you know yield to him offensively um, and let LeBron be a distributor and you know fit in where LeBron fits in. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I think, uh, I think those are my, my top guys. I got to toss. I like, I, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I got to toss in Markel Fultz for most improved player. Oh, (laughs) 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 Oh, God's about to say, Ian, I wish I had the hot take button ready. I was not ready for that. Markel Fultz, MVP. No, um, I will say I, Anthony Davis almost made my list, but here's my thing. I think LeBron still wants one more MVP. I, I think this last year was his best year to get it, but I still think he had he wants one more, and that may keep him from uh, from from letting Anthony Davis fully take the reins <laughs> as the uh, as the number one guy. Um, all right, so let's talk through our playoff predictions for each conference, which teams are going to be in. Let's just let's go through this list. We'll do what we did with the uh, with the contenders. Do we all agree Brooklyn is a playoff team? Yes. Uh, yes. Do we all agree Boston's a playoff team? Yep. Yes. Philly. Yep. Yes. Toronto. Ooh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Milwaukee. Yeah. Five. Yep. Miami. Yes. Yep. Six. And then here's this is I don't feel great about this one, but I still think they'll probably make the playoff. Indiana. Yes. I was just about to say they're probably in. Yep. <clears throat> All right. And so to me, let me guys if you guys have anything different. The the teams competing for that last spot are Washington and Atlanta. Yep. Yep. Anybody else have anybody else in that mix? All right. No. My initial no. 
You want you want to put the Cavs in there? It's okay. <laughs> no, I didn't. I do think they'll be hovering around 10, 11, though. Shout out to Cleveland. Um, I, the the question mark for me was the Hornets, but I'm gonna hold off on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd I'd hold off on that for a while. <laughs> Um, so between Atlanta and Washington, I I actually had a tough time because I think the one, two punch of Russ and Beal is going to be really good. I just don't know about those other guys. I think Atlanta's got enough depth, um, to do it. I think Trey Young has another level to go to. They brought in Gallinari. I think there's also a deal they're going to make at some point. I don't, I don't think this, this starting five is going to be the same by the end of the year. Um, but yeah, I think Atlanta is probably the team that g- gets that last spot them. And then I think Indiana's a prime candidate to fall down out of the playoffs. Absolutely. Um, they're hanging. You got on. the Victor Oladipo situation. Um, if Victor is not what he was when he was averaging 24, 25 points a game, there's a big potential for this. T- and, and TJ Warren is, are we going to get bubble TJ? Or right. Are we going to get real life TJ? Exactly. Um, and if they don't have those two guys scoring at a high level, I don't know where the points are going to come from for them. Um, so I think Indiana is a team that has the potential to fall out. I think, I mean, I think you still got Brogdon as a bonus. And I think that's, that's, that's a viable one, two punch on any, on any team. One, two. Okay. That's a viable two, three punch on any team. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they definitely need an alpha. They need a guy that, that's going to go out there and demand the ball and, uh, so hopefully TJ the TJ Warren experience wasn't uh wasn't fake, but after he got punked up by Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. you never know. <laughs> Keith, what do you think about that? Who you got in that last playoff spot? Oh yeah, I'm definitely rolling Atlanta for sure. And I mean they were one that I said they made some of the you know better moves in the offseason, you know, to make them, you know not necessarily contenders, but to make them a lot more relevant um, and to get into that, you know, seven, eight seat. So uh, I could see them even getting into a seven seat potentially um, seeing how they play down the stretch. <clears throat> yeah. If they've got, they've especially offensively, they got a lot of potential. That defense is just what I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. When If you're playing um, Danilo at the three and he's having to guard threes, or I've, I've heard that they might be actually bringing him off the bench, mm. um, which would be an interesting move. Um, and starting who hunter so yeah uh probably hunter yeah but I, yeah i don't know how i feel about that but let's go to the west um we all agree the clippers are in the lakers are in yep <clears throat> yep yep okay in all right i was making sure there's no really hot takes coming no uh, not yet dallas in dallas in dallas in yep denver in denver in denver's in yep yep okay Portland in. Oof. Yeah, they're in. I don't think they make it. Oh! All right, why not? Let's go. Why not? Let's do it. I think the lack of interior. Um, Nurkic is, we, we've seen him be good, but I don't know if he's enough to offset what what Dame and CJ need. Um I don't know. He he's a good number three, but it, it just it seems to fall short of what it is that, that team needs. Um I was really looking forward to Hassan working out with them, but it didn't. Um I think they had a great run in the bubble. Um for size purposes. Uh you know and Hassan is you know he's he's capable. He's just lazy. 
So he's he's never giving you his full potential. But um, yeah, I, I I have a sneaking suspicion that they'll be on the outside looking in. Wow. I have a hard time with that with Damon CJ. Nurkic when he was healthy in the bubble, they looked really good. They got Melo back. They brought back Rodney Hood. They got I think a big pickup for them was Robert Covington with his defensive versatility, his ability to shoot as well. Um Gary Trent playing big for them. Gary Trent Jr. Yes. They they have enough to Um, be a really interesting eight seed seven. Oh, and Harry Giles. Getting Harry Giles. That's true. That's true. Harry Giles. That was a big get for them. So, I'll, I mean, we'll see. And Zach Collins being back healthy. They got to put it together, though. And Zach Collins coming back healthy is, is big for them as well. He didn't play in the bubble at yep. all. Yep. Um, man, all right. That's our first disagreement there. All right. Um, do we agree Utah's in? Utah's, Utah's in. in. <clears throat> and do we agree that Phoenix is in? No. Phoenix is in. Oh, oh wait a minute. So who's in? Is it in? I want them to be in, but... So who's in over Phoenix and over uh, and over uh, Portland? Wait a wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Where, 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 where are we? Where are we? Because okay, we didn't touch Rockets, and we didn't touch Warriors. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> we could talk about that in a minute, but I want to go because when they made the deal, or when they were talking about making the deal for Chris Paul, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought you said you felt like Phoenix was a playoff team. I was very high on it. And I expect them to be in the race. But if you ask me if I can put them ahead of Golden State with a head wow. with a with a uh, a healthy Steph, put them in front of that Memphis team and the way that they were playing. Wait, and- but you talk about Steph without Clay Thompson. Like Steph can't just like roll his team through the West to to get to a playoff spot himself. That's very true. I I think they have I think with Ubre and I think Wiggins will play his role. I think Draymond is is you're going to see another level from him, or not oh. even a, a formal level from him. Uh, Golden State is going to finish six. Whoa. Whoa! Okay, Ian, can you do something for me? What's that? Name the top three guys off Golden State's bench. The I well, who is it? Chris. Um, I mean, listen, Wiseman's probably starting. I think we can agree there. Wise is probably starting. And uh I don't know, but it doesn't Maybe matter. Um if the starting lineup <laughs> oh, God <laughs> if if the starting lineup plays up to its potential, I, I think they have they can finish six or seven. So yeah, I I don't even know what to say to that. Uh the Warriors wow, I, they just wow. don't have enough on that bench. Um the uh man. You're asking a lot of stuff. We're asking a lot of James Wiseman who played, what, two games of college. Um, and then the bench is, what, Ken Baysmore, I think, is one of their guys coming off the bench. And yep. Brad Wanamaker. I mean, if they have one injury, you may be talking <laughs> about number one pick material again. Right. Um, I may get so to yeah. try out, you know, shoot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they might be they're just trying to find anybody that can shoot. Right. Uh, Leangelo Ball might show up. Um <laughs> But man, that's crazy. So uh, we actually lost connection with Ian. So me and Keith are gonna have to end this solo. But the the two team, the three teams that I had comp- I had competing for the last playoff spot <laughs> were uh, Memphis, New Orleans, and Houston. Yep. Um, and 
New Orleans, I mean, uh, uh, New Orleans is interesting. I just, I don't know if they're if they're ready yet. Memphis, Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to miss the beginning of the year. And I just don't know if John Morant has enough. And we saw them last year really falter without Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, but I think if Houston, if if James Harden is there and plays and doesn't hold out or they don't trade him, I think they, they'll get one of those last spots. Um, if Cousins comes in and is anything close to what he was with John Wall, I think that's a playoff team. Maybe not a contender, but they're a playoff team. I uh, I think the Pelicans can get that eight seat, Malcolm. Um, that was a team I was looking at. I think <clears throat> another year uh, with that young squad. I really love Brandon Ingram. I even though they don't have Drew Holiday, you know, I think uh, what's his name Bledsoe. I think Bledsoe will give them enough. Um, and I'm really looking for Zion to take that next step this year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, you think they're 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 going to have to have a winning a, a winning record, uh, but I think they'll uh, I think I think they'll jump in there. It was between them and Memphis for me because I don't think Harden will be in Houston, you know, um, the rest of the year. So, yeah, I'm, I'm and I'm looking at these Western Conference. I just don't know who else is going to fall out from last year. That was a big issue. Uh, but I well, mean, Houston for me, it would be Houston. Yeah, fall out, yeah. and then you know, yeah. You know, but then you also Phoenix goes in, right? Right. Um, See, so yeah, I just don't know where the. There's not a whole lot of room unless you know injury, something else could happen, um, trade. You know, something might happen that that really shakes things up. But um, if if something happens with Houston and and Harden's not there, I I also kind of like New Orleans. I I just. The fit there is a little it's a little weird. The defense should be better. Zion should take a leap in year two. Um, but some of the fit things, I don't know if they have enough shooting. They have JJ Reddick, but outside of that, they don't really have any other elite shooters. Um, yeah. So it'll be That's a concern. Yeah. yeah. Um I mean LA doesn't have elite shooters either now. Well, at least the Lakers, you know, if you think about it, you know, uh, Danny Green ATP was is an elite shooter. Oh West, my God! West no. Matthews is an elite shooter. Okay, Wesley Matthews. That's our one. I will not give you KCP as an elite. KCP shooter. is an elite shooter. Elite, Malcolm. Okay, all right. All right. I'll just let you. Have shot, that, I guess. Shot, you know. League average is what 33 percent. He shot thirty six percent last year. That's above average. That's elite. Above yeah. average is not elite. <laughs> In the NBA, it is. Anyway, oh gosh. Uh, anyway. We're have to more parting words without Ian. So, uh, oh, oh wait, I had a question for you, Keith. I had a question for you, Keith. Before we yep. leave, Zach Taylor is he you guys as coach next year? Oh God. Oh man. Um. Yeah, Mike Brown has a way of keeping guys well, well past their stay. So yeah, he'll probably give them <laughs> one more year. Unfortunately, um. Yeah, and at this point, you know, enemy probably is going to go to somewhere else where there's, a, you know, he can go and coach Deshaun Jackson. I mean, Deshaun Watson in Houston, so who knows? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he'll probably be our coach, sadly. Oh, and for all the three-in-one listeners, uh, Malcolm uh, won fantasy this week by point two points. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Thank you, Baltimore. So, uh, Thank you, Baltimore. You ruined my <laughs> prediction, but Justin Tucker saved my fantasy week. <laughs> Right, right. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have some interesting next couple weeks. I think we still have to agree on what our playoffs are about to look like, but uh, yeah. it's gonna be interesting. We will keep you all informed. I'm on a hot streak. I'm feeling good right now. David Montgomery has brought life to my team. Yes, he has. Um, 
If I pick the right quarterback every week, I should be okay. All right, so parting words. Keith, give us your parting words tonight. You know, Malcolm, I'm just going to uh, give my parting words to um, Lamar Jackson. I I have been I've been you know pretty critical of you, um, just within your passing ability. But you uh, you went out you you know were slipping all over the field this past week. I don't know what was going on. Um, you you cramped up really bad, but you came back out. And, you know, you're let you led your team down and, you know, got a huge win. Um, so, um, yeah, just shout outs to you, you know, for your superhero esque uh, performance this past week. It was fun to watch. And uh, when you are on, you're incredible to watch. Uh, we just want to see what what it's going to be looking like when you have to make some uh, some important throws. But shout outs to you, Lamar. Yeah, he did it when it counted. He did. That's what matters. Um, my parting words are going to go to the U.S. Supreme Court. Yeah. They have decided <laughs> that they are going to hear the antitrust lawsuit um, that the college athletes have put against the NCAA about getting some compensation. Um, this is big news because this yeah. could clear the way for um, college athletes to be able to get more compensation outside of their scholarship yes. money. Yes. Um, so we don't know you know, a timeline or anything, but this is big news because this could mean a big change to amateurism. Um, particularly let's, if we're real about it, this is about college basketball and college football. It's about those two sports. Um, and so this could really change, um, different ways that, that athletes, um, are, are able to be compensated and then how they're classified according to universities. Um, so be keeping our eye on that. That's something that we've been championing athletes, College athletes deserve to be paid for the work that they Absolutely. do. Absolutely. Um, and we would Especially be watching that. The schools can make millions of dollars on your name. Absolutely. Uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. We are not legal experts. We just want to see the best thing happen. Shout out to yes. Christian Dawkins as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, if, that's it. That's it for this week. Our show, it's a long one. But we love you guys. We appreciate you guys sticking with us. Make sure you join us Sunday for NFL Post Game Live on Facebook. On our, look for the three and one Facebook page. We'll be talking about NFL action and possibly some playoff scenarios from Cleveland, Ohio. Even though he we have lost him, he's still with us in spirit. Give it up for international Ian Lamont Morgan and Warrior fans all over cheering <laughs> Ian right now. <laughs> West Coast viewership is going way up. And um, here in Columbus, Ohio, by way of Cincinnati, he still roots for the home team, Keith Turner Jr. What could have been if Eric Bieniemy was our head coach? Good night, all. Mm. Mm. And here in the capital city, it's your boy. They call him the Black James Brown. It's Malcolm Morgan. Thank you all for listening oh. to the 301 Podcast. We'll see you all next time. Peace.